Paddock at the Disco. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Leading Off right here on Fantasy Pros. It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia. That good-looking SOB is Dan Harris rocking the bow tie as promised. That's a man who delivers right there. Look at it. No, don't adjust your YouTube settings. That's not Ken Rosenthal. That's not some uh, fancy Fred Astaire throwback, although I'd love to see a little bit of the the tap-dancing moves of Dan Harris. But look at you. You always deliver. This is beautiful because if you are watching us here on Fantasy Pros MLB, you're seeing a fantastic new look that I think is going to take the absolute fashion world by storm. You got the backwards hat, the glasses, the hoodie, and the bow tie. Yeah, Dan Harris. I love it. You are so fashion forward, my friend. If you uh, followed us on our fantasy football podcast uh, this past season, you know I always give the people what they want, and they wanted a bow tie, so I had to break it out. I they nobody said the full tux, you know, and it's not after six, no. which is when I I actually, you know, put on my tux every day after six, like Jack Donaghy from Thirty Rock. But <laughs> no, this is it. But I got the bow tie. I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm fancy today. Let's do it. Thomas Johnson says in the uh, chat, waking up to a paddock victory. That's worthy of the bow tie. There you go. Uh, but it's, uh, look, we always deliver here. We're the people show. That's what we are. And we're going to get to our DFS picks for tonight. Lots of games tonight. I think we've got a 14 game yeah. slate tonight. Uh, so a lot of things to get to there. We're also going to talk about our feelings today, which I think is really important. It's really nice. We're going to, we're going to sit back and it really, you know, it's a Friday before we go into the weekend, kind of analyze ourselves a little bit, how we're feeling about certain players. And this is a safe place. So if you've got things you want to vent about in the chat, you can go ahead. And this is why you watch us live on Fantasy Pro's YouTube channel while the show's going on, because you can interact with us. And who knows? By the time it's over, we might end up well, wearing all kinds of crazy different <laughs> things. Uh, let's start about whether or not we are paying enough attention. You know, sometimes uh, neglect does set in Dan Harris. And mm-hmm. I have to give you credit on this first one, because I know I neglected Michael Pineda. This is a pitcher that I really did not pay much attention to this offseason, I did pay attention to some of the stat lines in recent years and look through them, but for some reason, I just could not get there when it came to Michael Pineda. But you, my friend, I remember a lot of mock drafts where there's Pineda there, Pineda here, and I'm wondering if you made it onto some of your actual teams because seven shutout innings, six Ks against the Sox last night, one ERA and a 7-2 whip on the season. Uh, I think we should not be neglecting Michael Pineda after a line like that. Yeah, uh, he's not on. I have zero shares. I, I And it's <laughs> funny because one of the things we talk about it, right? With my playbook, you've got the multi-league assistant on Fantasy Pros where you can look at all of your leagues at once on one page. And, I, you know, I'm in so many and I'm like, well, I've got, I've got to have shares of the guy, right? Because I had him in every mock draft. I have none. Somehow I ended up and I am regretting it. Um, I'm pretty much buying into this. I mean, it is his walk year. So, you know, I do buy into that a little bit when the guy is extra motivated. His velocity is a little down. I think it's down about one mile an hour from what his peak usually is. So I'm not going crazy. But again, Boston, we just talked about. They've been hitting really well lately to shut them down. Another game against Seattle. And then his other game was, I believe, against Milwaukee. So it's not like he has been tiptoeing through Detroit every single game or anything like that. So I don't think we're paying enough attention to Michael Pineda. And if he is available, you should add him for sure. 
Now, a player we actually did pay, I think, a little bit of attention to towards the end of spring training was Mitch Hanniger. Now, I've got some shares, and we've been talking about him quite a bit in the DFS world here on the show about what a cheap option he is leading off at the top of this order. We've had some yep. we had some issues with some you know weather related to their games recently. We've also had some issues in the timing of their games on the afternoon ones as opposed to the evenings. But Hanniger homered in both ends of the doubleheader. Uh, again, leading off for the Mariners, that's a great spot. If you missed out on him in season long to make up for it in DFS, he's slashing 321, 333, 623. Dan, this feels like, I mean, you know, it's it's all about keeping your fingers crossed when it comes to Mitch Hanniger. But then again, that feels like everybody in Major League Baseball. And I, I think we need to pay more attention to Hanniger. I think he is a sneaky ad. In fact, in my home league, I made a deal for him before the season started, actually, after the draft. And was actually able to get him for Taylor Trammell off of Taylor Trammell's big spring training. And you know what? I'm liking the Mitch Hanniger so far. Yeah. Feels good. <laughs> yeah, I, he's leading off, leading off every day, like us, uh, for the Mariners. It's always a great spot. And the Mariners lineup is not terrible. I mean, you get the top three of Hanniger, France, and Seeger. It's not terrible at all. So that's a great spot for him. And again, really, it's always just health. Because he does produce, for the most part, when he is fully healthy, as he is right now. He's not walking enough yet, like just 3.5%. So I'd like to see that get up. But for the most part, yeah, he's a guy you can stick in your lineups in anything for outfielders or greater, for sure. What about Jake Junis? Five innings, two runs, six Ks against the Jays. As a 1-5 ERA, a .92 whip. Do you feel like Junis right now is another pitcher? Because I feel like... You know, the Royals historically are one of these teams like pitchers are having good seasons for them sometimes and you don't really notice it. Yeah. And it's just because it's a team that's a small market team that just frankly does not get enough national attention, even when things are going well for it. Uh, if Mike Miner has a good start, if Duffy has a good start, Junis, it, they all kind of fly into the radar. And I feel like it's like Game of Thrones, like the faceless man, like people, they don't really distinguish too much between any of the Royals pitchers. Sometimes they're like a blur, I think, to people because they're kind of similar in some ways. None of them are really like... They they don't have like a specific type. Like there's nobody who looks like Lance Lynn. There's nobody who pitches like Jacob Degrom. There's nobody right. that you can kind of pick out from the crowd. Is that kind of what happens to Judas? He just kind of falls into the pack, basically. Yeah, I mean, look, you don't want to go crazy with any of these guys, right? Danny Duffy is off to a great start. The second you buy into Danny Duffy, he's going to give up 10 runs in a game, right? That's what it works. But Junis had a streak like this where he was pretty usable for fantasy for a long time, a couple of years ago. He added a cutter. It's looking good. Funny, Joe, because, you know, we're in all the, the NFBC leagues, TGFBI. Junis was a guy with a setup, I thought, for a two-start week. Didn't wind up happening. And I, I was like, nobody's going to want to pick up Jake Junis, but everybody kind of did, which also piqued my interest a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, given the fact that he's added this cutter, he's throwing really well right now. I think he's a guy you can ride, at least in the short term. Now, last night, uh, or should I say yesterday into last night, we gave you Josh Harrison as a lineup builder everywhere, and that paid off big time yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, he is on fire right now. He had 28 fan duel points at just a 2.2K salary. So that worked yeah. out pretty good. So that was good last night. Urias was just meh. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a, a spectacular night. But if you had Harrison and you had, uh, you know, some of the Dodgers, you, I think you probably hit those pay lines, which were very low yesterday, yeah. all things considered. Uh, you had to have kind of Mania to really win out yesterday. But mm -hmm. Harrison's batting fifth right now for the Nats, which is... Um, I don't know how long this is going to last. Something really irritated me in that game, though, because I was watching that game. And the Nationals should have more runs in that game. He came up in a spot after uh, Soto made it out and Josh Bell sack flied in a run. Basically, the entire shift came over. He actually gets a pitch on the outside corner. And instead of, I mean, I'm talking like there is nobody between second base and the first baseman. I mean, a gap is a mile wide. And instead of trying to shoot the ball to the other side and bring it another run, 
He gets underneath one and tries to lift it and puts it out into right field. And I just, I shake my head because I'm thinking to myself, this is how you keep an inning going. This is how you win baseball games. Right. And the inability of guys, a situational hit just drives me crazy. Now that that rant is over, I, I will take a deep breath and I will say Josh Harrison hitting 500 right now with the 800 slugging is pretty fun. It's not going to last, but I think in the DFS world, this is where you chase it. You don't chase it in season long. Am I right? That is correct. Yeah. Okay. So you don't, he is not a season long answer. We, we've been through this dance before. He gets hot for a little while. And right now, though, if he's batting fifth and playing second base every day, fantastic for DFS. Like be in your lineup pretty much every time. Season long. No, not going to work. We've been there. Don't worry about it. And we see you in the peanut gallery, by the way, everybody. We're going to get some of these questions, including the paddock stuff. I know there's a lot of paddock talk today. We said we were talking for about sure. that. We'll get to it. And by the way, it's not a Dodger hat that Dan Harris is wearing. No. It can only be a Mets hat. Come on, turn it around. I mean, I mean, come on, boys and girls. Do we not know us by come now? Come on, guys. Come on. Come Beat on. the Mets. Beat the go. Mets. They're okay. Uh, let's move on to some other guys here that we need to talk about in terms of our feelings. Uh, yep. I added this one to the grouping this morning because I want to talk about my feelings of Aaron Savali. Uh, 3-0 to start the season. Another solid start from Savali. Uh, I feel as though, once again, Plesak got a lot of attention. A uh, fair amount of attention to, uh, to to your hair now as we kind yeah, of turn that around. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Gotta go backwards again. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, yeah. Savali, and, also, ahead. and also, you know, Tristan McKenzie. What's the upside of this guy? But Savali kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And towards the end of draft season, you saw the, the stock starting to soar. Maybe it's because shows like us talking about him, but... It's been a pretty good start, and I feel like he's kind of been neglected. But once again, I'm going to stick by this. I think by season's end, he is the number two starter on the Cleveland Indians. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, certainly when the competition is police act, it's anybody but police act. That's basically my motto. Um, I like Savale. I do. And and I came around to him. I think it was during that mock draft where I finally took him and you and Fast were both all in on him. And again, that gives me comfort when smart people I know in the industry are also around. He's never going to be a strikeout guy, right? He's just never going to be a, a strikeout per inning guy. But you, so you have to understand that coming in. But as a guy who I think you can throw out there pretty much every time, a little bit of a set it and forget it type guy. Yeah, he's pretty much there at this point for me, even though he's had a couple of soft matchups. So I do like him. I don't think he gets quite enough attention in fantasy circles. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Carson Kelly homered last night. He's hitting 440. Adam Eaton one for four last night, but he's got three homers and a steal already. Also a little yep. dust up at second base with Andres oh, Jimenez. Goodness. God, I hate the fake baseball fighting. If you want to hit somebody, hit somebody. <laughs> I grew up with the 86 Mets. One time they got into one of the most epic fights ever with the Cincinnati Reds. They started with Ray Knight at third base and Eric Davis sliding in. And all of a sudden, Ray, you know, Ray Knight just popped Eric Davis in the face. And this is a gold gloves champion, Ray Knight, back in the day. And then they asked him after the game, Why'd you hit him, Ray? And he goes, well, he looked at me funny. That's it. He didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. Nothing happened before. There wasn't something at a bar the night before. No. Why'd you hit him, Ray? I don't know. He looked at me funny. That's all you needed back then. This posturing fake fighting. I hate it. Anyway, should we pay more attention to Carson, Carson Kelly and Adam Eaton? Are we neglecting them? Uh, I think the short answer with Kelly, at least, is that all catchers stink. So if you can find a guy like <laughs> Kelly... And Wilson Ramos right now, like you should have no loyalty to any catcher you have on your roster. You should go with the hot end. And Carson Kelly was, you know, a big prospect and probably would have been more sought after coming into draft season if everybody wasn't so excited about Dalton Varsho, who is not right. here right now. So Kelly is a guy you can ride and again, gets lost because he's on a terrible Dimebacks team, but he's hitting right now. So I wouldn't mind that. Eaton is always a guy who you can play when he is healthy. He's like a 15-15 guy. He's batting first or second. Uh, in the Dimebacks order for pre uh, in the uh, White Sox order, pardon me, for pretty much the entire season. So as long as he's in there, 
He's an easy source of runs. He'll add in some speed and a couple mm-hmm. homers, but do not bank on more than like 40 more games for the rest of the season. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. That's where it uh, goes. In the chat, Alex Jennison wants to know, why are people dropping Conforto and should you pick him up? Should I pick him up? Yes. Yes, you should. And no, I don't know why. I do, There's no answer for that. Um, I know why. Because he hasn't had a hit like this season. So people care. are mad. We've said it before. It's very, it's very clear. Ugh. And this is very big. This is like fantasy 101. So I'm sorry for anybody who's listening. Who's like, oh, Dan, give me a break. Look, they, you do see this. This is not like something where we make up where if he's dropped and people are like, what kind of league? He gets dropped in these leagues. Do not drop Michael Conforto. Anybody with an established track record. It's been, it, it's, it's like one, it's the equivalent less than of a single football game in a football season. Okay. Like right. that's where we are. Yeah, you're right. A bad that's football game. Would you drop him? Of course not. Hold on. Stop with this nonsense. If they're dropped, pick him up. Spend Go as trade much for him. as you need to or trade for him. Yes. Trade for him. Cause obviously the stock is low. All right. Let's talk about some more of our feelings and whether or not we're breaking up with these guys. Patrick Corbin. Ugh. Two innings yeah. yesterday, ah, 10 runs, nine earned, nine. Only nine earned, though. I mean, only point. nine earned. It's fine. The, Maybe 10 runs, but nine. <laughs> the ERA is at 21.32 and a three yeah. whip. I'm going to just go on a limb here. Um, I think you're going to see a Tommy John surgery again for Patrick Corbin, unfortunately, in his future, or some kind of IL stint coming. Something's wrong here. That's all I can tell you. Something was this is not right last year. This is so. the guy you can drop, by the way. This is not, yeah. if, in my opinion, you don't have to, but again, what the big question was, was the downturn in performance last year because of the start and stop and the shortened season? And a lot of people thought it was a lot of people thought it wasn't. Maybe it is and maybe he'll find himself. But I I do not need to have at the very least, you cannot start him if you hold on to him at all. But if you drop him, I wouldn't argue with you at this point because he is he is broken. I don't see a fix right now. No, uh, I agree with Dan. Drop him. Jorge Soler, two for yesterday. But hitting just a buck seventy one on the year, striking out a forty percent clip. This is what was disturbing last year, and this is yeah. you know the anomaly of the big giant fifty home run season. And Soler is a slugging guy, so um, I would say this: I would bench him because if you're just going to drop him, he is going to have a run here at some point where he's going to yeah. have a couple bombs in a week or over a couple day period. You sell him then to drop him. He's going to get picked up by somebody else and just stash. So you might as well be the person that stashes him yep. and then turns around to try to trade him. Andrew Vaughn, 0 for 4, now batting 136 and a 227 slugging. It's not Andrew Vaughn's fault. He, the inconsistency when you have young players, what you got to do is you got to put them in a the lineup, leave them alone, and just let them figure it out. The, but will playing, they do that? Playing. Will They're they not. do that? They're not. So in redraft leagues, if you want to drop them for... Travis Shaw or Colin Moran or some other yep. jabroni like that who's actually hitting right now in the corner spot. Yeah, okay. In keeper leagues, go pounce, go buy him everywhere. That's what I would do. So I think I do want to qualify here on Vaughn because we talked a lot about Vaughn. So did a lot of people, you know, we love his bat. I do think he is going to hit this year. But just because Joe and I talk about him and how much we love him, like this is still not somebody who's like your like we say lineup builders in, in uh, DFS. It's not a season long lineup builder. Okay. This is not a guy who is integral to your team. You can right. move on from him for sure. If I have a deep roster and I can hold him, I am. Cause I am convinced that he will eventually get playing time and he will hit when he does get regular playing time. But if you have to move on, don't think just because we talked about him and that we like him that you absolutely have to hold on to him. I'm not convinced he will get playing time. Eventually. I don't trust LaRusa that far. I think what you might see is Andrew Vaughn get sent down, dropped everywhere, start to hit again, get called up later on the year. 
and then it's going to cost you fab. So it all depends on how deep your roster is and what you can support and what you can't right now. You have mm-hmm. to evaluate for yourself and how deep your bench is. Uh, all right, let's explore our feelings about these guys. This is what we've all been waiting for. It's Chris Paddock Day. And I feel like we just got the worst case scenario where he's yes. okay. Right? Yes. Did you did you think the same thing? I was like, oh, exactly the same. The I was like, worst. no, no, no. Give me a great start or just or, give me a terrible start so I can draw a conclusion. This sort of mm. mediocre, I'm going to get the win. I'm going to allow some unearned runs. Five innings. Okay. Four strikeouts. Pi- five innings against the Pirates. Not uh, looking dominant. Uh, here's here's thing. Bizza uh, Rizza Jizza says, hoping to move Chris Paddock today for an injured Carlos Carrasco. Now, I'm I'm highlighting the peanut gallery here because I think this is a great move because the Carrasco owner is thinking to themselves, oh man, I really could use some pitching. Oh God, you know, Paddock looked better in that last start. Maybe things are turning around. He's still young, all that stuff. Carrasco's had two injury issues already this season. I think that's exactly the perfect trade target. I couldn't have said it better. That's why I'm stealing it from our chat here mm-hmm. because Dan, I think that's, that's the guy you target. Somebody coming back from an injury or somebody that like Frankie Montas or somebody like that you think is going to be better than he's been. Other than that, I think now you're you're still stuck with Paddock. I think it's this was tough. This was the worst case scenario. Like I said, that's my feelings. Yeah. So his I, I'm not very optimistic on him. Let's start there. I'm not very optimistic <laughs> on him rest of the season because his he's throwing his fastball like almost exclusively and it stinks now. Like, you know, it, it's just it's not the velocity isn't there. It is getting hit. Whether or not it's because he added that cutter last year and now he just doesn't have the rise that he used to have. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't look good. Maybe he finds it later. We'll see. But regardless, right now, that start, I'm not encouraged by it whatsoever. I am discouraged by it. Trading yeah. for a guy like Carrasco makes me a little nervous just because as good as the injury news is right now on Carrasco, like we have seen this before, right? Especially a soft tissue injury. I'd be reticent about trading for him for a guy who's not at least here performing right now. But if you I, I, I the only other thing I'll say is that I think there's a guy in your league who's willing to bet on Paddock more than trading a guy like Frankie Montas or something like that. Cause if that's the, if that's the return, I'd probably just hold him and hope things get better, wait for a good start and then try to deal him. Cause I think there's still people out there who <sighs> this it's tough, man. It is very tough. All I can say is, you know, when it comes to this situation with Paddock, it's, it's not easy. I'm going to rely on a track record of Carlos Carrasco and just hope for the best. Now, and, and if people don't want to do that, they'd rather just take the healthy Chris Paddock. That's fine too. Let's talk about a couple of blue Jays, the closer situation with Romano on the IL uh, now to join Julia Merriweather. This is just a crap fest of epic proportions. Kevin Biggio, the guy that I, I could not fade more and, and just, I was so negative and I don't like to be negative on a player. It was just a bad ROI. Yeah. Oh, for three, he left the game early being evaluated. Things are kind of in a bad spot for the Blue Jays. It almost makes me want to consider Mike Miner a little bit tonight. <laughs> DFS oh, is a yeah. secondary arm. I'm yeah. just saying, like, you're looking at, like, Miner's had some moments here early going. Blue Jays are kind of beat up. Bullpen's not good. Mm, maybe, maybe it's a spot tonight, or at least from a wagering standpoint. Your thoughts on these guys? I mean, I, I'll you probably have to chase Dolis in the Blue Jays' pen right now, but, you know, I'm not that excited about it, so I'm not going to waste a ton of fab. I am worried about Kevin Biggio and everybody was fading Kevin Biggio except this guy right here. I was not. I love the multi-position eligibility because it's second, third and outfield. I know he doesn't hit the ball particularly hard, but in Dunedin, doesn't really matter. He was basically on a on a regular pace of at least a 2020. So I am a little worried. Hopefully the hand, he, this is the second time he's dealt with something with his hand. If he's okay, 
I would buy low because I think managers are going to get annoyed. So as long as he's healthy, eventually he's going to hit. I know he's not batting second, you know, generally speaking. But still, in that lineup, I think that lineup is going to get going in that park. I still would buy low. I'll be the lone guy. So if you're in a league with me and you roster Gavin Biggio, I'm going to make you an offer pretty soon. Mm, the Blue Jays are. I'm the, the I'm like Jays, the only guy. I'm the only the guy. The Blue Jays Fine. are Dunedin, uh, a yeah. healthy reliever. Oh, that's what they hey need. Oh. Thank you, thank you, dad joke for the day. You're welcome, everybody. That's that's why you tune into the show. Uh, also, uh, Mariners closer Kendall Graveman got the save yesterday. Yeah. Um. So just keep an eye on that situation. Stroman I was good. We mentioned him before. Yep. It was against the Tigers, but overall, twelve innings, three runs in his last two. So yep. some more good starts there. Let's let's talk about uh, a little bit of news and notes before we get to the weekend pickups and our DFS slate because there's a lot there. Yeah. Uh, Byron Buxton, Will Meyer sat out yesterday. Uh, they're hoping to avoid IL stints. Let's not hope too much because chances are they're going there. Mm. Victor Robles batted ninth again when hitless. This is my worst fear that they were impatient. They were impatient. Give him a full 30 days. Remember I said that? I said, give him a full month of April there before you start making adjustments. He was double switched out. That's what really makes me nervous. In a game that wasn't over, it was just Mm -hmm. double switched to gain one spot in the lineup. Like it wasn't like we have to do it because otherwise the pitcher's coming up next inning. He was batting ninth and the guy they let in was batting eighth. Like, they right now, after which is crazy to me that they were going to bat him lead off, and suddenly they're just like, you know what? We're kind of done with you at this point. I'm very nervous. I'm still holding because otherwise you're selling super low, but I'm nervous. All right, and Matthew Mercurio wants to know how we're feeling about Victor Robles. Look, he's driving me nuts, too. You have to look. We've, we've taken a couple early victory laps. I'm going to take a, an early loser lap here with Victor Robles because the Nationals are not giving him a chance nope. to succeed at the top. And now you have to come up with other plans. So if that other plan is Mitch Hanniger, if that other plan is somebody else that you can acquire in a trade or, or someone on your waiver wire, go get them. I don't think yeah. Hanniger's out there in many spots. But Michael Conforto, there you go. Go make a trade yeah, for right, Michael Conforto. Go get him. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Class A, uh, not to be conforted with high Class A, his brother, yeah. uh, got a save with Karen Jack setting him up. Seems to be the guy we think going forward. Yep. Who are you picking up this weekend here as we're heading into the waiver wire weekend, my friend? Yeah, so obviously everybody's still chasing closer. So we talked about it. Stolese, Amy Garcia is probably still out there. And I would add Graveman as well. Generally speaking, uh, I am adding Jazz Chisholm at second base. Yes. He is exciting and really I'm buying into what you can see. And he's got speed at the very least. So he should be stealing some base. At least Garcia is batting fourth at this point for the Rangers. He homered yesterday. He's got a lot of pop. So if you're in desperate need of some pop, I wouldn't mind adding him. We talked about Jake Junis. I think he is worth an add. And I don't know, again, because it was the beginning of the year, uh, the week, uh, Huascar uh, Inoa, I think, is also worth an add there. And in a middle infield situation, I'm probably adding Jed Lowry. I'll, I'll ride it as long as he is healthy because he too. is producing he's, at this he's point. He's already in all of my cues like, yep. to be added. <laughs> so. so he's a guy, again, like, do not say, hey, I've solved my, you know, middle infield sort of spot here. But I would say I've solved it for the next two weeks, at least while he's healthy. So really, that's it. Not a crazy waiver wire week or anything like that. All right. Before we get to our DFS stuff, I want to uh, recognize a sponsor of today's show. And that is, of course, Manscaped. That's right. The Lawnmower 3.0 is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. That's a lot of lawn mowing going on there. So obviously, if you even want to mow your own lawn outside with your shirt off, make sure that you're manscaped while you're doing it. They've got the quiet stroke technology that everybody loves. Plus, third generation trimmer features the cutting edge ceramic blade that takes care of all of your pots with advanced skin safe technology. And I'm telling you right now, you can use it in the shower. It's got the LED lights, got all these cool features. 
It's a fantastic shaver. It's got the cool little uh, charging station too, and it holds the charge for a long period of time. Telling you, I've got one. It's awesome. You should get yours today. And when you do, use the code leading off. That's right. Go to manscaped.com. Use that code leading off, and then you get 20% off plus free shipping. Thanks to our good friends at Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Now, Dan Harris, are you ready? Because this is a massive massive Friday night. This is what we want. Finally, we're back in it here. No more stupid day games. And there's only five games, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Good chalk tonight. I like the Yankees, even though they don't know who's pitching yet and the Phillies. (laughs) Yeah. I like Zach Eflin in this spot against uh, Carlos Martinez. Who's been a gas can this year. Uh, Cash game arm. Are you confident to go down to the Scherzer? Well, today I'm going to ask this question because I feel like against Arizona, especially after that Corbin start last night being so dreadful, this is where Scherzer shines, which is yep. not an easy thing to say. And I can't believe I said it without stumbling. So I'm not going to say it again. But alliteration aside, this feels like I'm the ace. Sit back, everybody. I got this. This feels like a moment for Scherzer. And I think I want to invest in it tonight. What do you think about him against uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks? Yeah, I mean, if this is your first year watching baseball, welcome. But if you have watched baseball for any length of time, this is the Max Scherzer game, right? Like, this is it. And I know his velocity has been down a little bit. But this is where he comes up and he's, oh, oh, we need we need somebody to shut down the supposing lineup that just put up 11 runs. I'm here for it. Now, he's expensive. He's 10.4 on both sides. So you got to pay for it. But given the fact that, especially with, you know, you've got the Grom, but it's in Colorado where I think it's snowing right now. So there's worry about there. I have no worries about putting in Scherzer or paying up for him. I am fully confident that he's going to deliver tonight. Uh, yeah. Keep an eye on the snow and any other <laughs> weather. That yeah, might there are rain considerations tonight, by the way, including in, yeah. in Yankee Stadium as well. So this right. is something where you if you have to be ready to pay attention tonight about the weather and what's going to actually play and what's not. Well, like I said, you know, keep an eye on that throughout the day. And as we mentioned on yesterday's show, keep an eye. If you are not willing to watch everything up until lineup locks at seven o'clock, then don't play because it's a bad scene right now in Major League Baseball. Guys are coming out for COVID things. Guys are coming out for any other injuries. So keep an eye on that. Now, speaking of DeGrom, let's say this game is okay and he's 11K on FanDuel tonight. To me, he's an interesting GPP play because, I mean, the guy is just off the charts. We all know the talent. The price is still high regardless. And I feel like FanDuel is telling you something with this pricing, which is, hey, we're still really confident he's going to be great here. And I feel like most people, or should I say the roster percentage of DeGrom is going to be less just simply because it's in Colorado. It's going to knock, I think, maybe 10 to 15% off what normally would be there for DeGrom. And that makes it intriguing to me to invest as not a single entry GP, single entry GPP play, but a multi-entry one. So I kind of like DeGrom tonight in Colorado, or do you have the cojones to join me? Uh, If I know that this game is going to be played, I have zero concerns about starting Jacob DeGrom. If Jacob DeGrom could be pitching on the moon, I would still be willing to roll him out there. He is that dominant. I don't care that it's Colorado. I mean, if you want to get like, if you want to build a case against other than Colorado, it's that the Mets schedule is so screwed up right now because I constantly get rained out and everything like that. But I don't really think it matters to the guy. He's an absolute machine. He is throwing better than he ever has. Zero concerns. And you're right. This is the perfect day that you can start him because there are going to be people who don't just don't want to start any pitcher in Colorado. But if they watch the weather, because if he's playing, you're right. You can get him. He's expensive. 11 on both sides. But it's worth it to put him in there, even in Colorado, for sure. 
Because there's only like two. I mean, it's Scherzer and Degrom, and everybody right. else is in that that second, third tier. Actually, if you want to go to Walker Bueller, if you like him, fine, but <sighs> God, not. You really. know, I don't love. I don't. You know what? Walker Bueller has been good, not great, and at that price against the Padres, you know the Padres are going to get up to play the Dodgers. It's I true. don't know. Uh, I know. Th- that's the four outcome game I'm staying away from tonight, uh, for yep. better or worse. You know, the Dodgers yesterday was meh. Uh, but four outcome game there, not loving secondary arms tonight on DK. Adrian Hauser has pitched pretty well this year. He's just 7.6 against the pirates. He's also at home. I think there's a lot to like here with Adrian Hauser tonight. Um, he is 7.3 on FanDuel. He's pretty cheap there too. If you want to just go bananas and go a completely different way. Uh, Eflin also very cost effective on both sides. Those are the guys I would consider stacking tonight. I think the Mets in Colorado there, Texas, uh, there's a lot of value there with Texas right mm-hmm. now. They're swinging the bats a little bit. Philadelphia, I think those where you're looking. And game stack, if you want to be in one game, if the weather does cooperate, the Yankees in Tampa, to me, yep. with Michael Walker and TBA, my favorite pitcher, I think Best. there's something there. I think the only other thing that I mentioned, I agree with you on the Philly stack for sure, and the Mets if they do play. The other arm that I'll mention, by the way, at least on DraftKings, is Kikuchi. And again, you're like, well, he's going up against the Astros, but the this not it's your... not the I. You know what? He was on that discussion. I'm glad you brought him up. Go ahead. Yep. This is not your father's Astros at this point. This is an Astros team that is decimated with everybody basically on the COVID-19 list. He's just 7.2 on DraftKings, so he's mm-hmm. a guy who's going to be my secondary arm. For sure. You look at the other side. Again, the Mariners are okay. Urquidy is really expensive on DraftKings. I mean, this is where there is a price discrepancy. He's 10.1 on DraftKings. There's no way I want to go near him there. But uh, on Fandle, he's just 7.1. So he might be a guy who I might look at. Again, if you have, you know, a multi-entry GPP play here on Fandle, Urquidy might be a guy that I'd look at. But in terms of DraftKings, even on Fandle at 8.8, if you want to pivot, Kikuchi's a guy who I really like. I love what I've seen from him so far this year. And again, against the Astros, when you've got basically a decimated lineup, I'm willing to go there as well. I, I would even consider tonight on DK because you can go up in the Angels game and get like the Trouts of the world. You can go yep. up in Colorado. I would consider Hauser and Kikuchi and just fading yep. the top guys altogether. Sure. I think that's a very viable strategy in tournaments tonight. I wouldn't do it in cash, but I wouldn't do it in tournaments and pay up for some of those big bats that you might need in today's slate. All right, uh, let's talk about some lineup builders. Harrison's again one of those guys, 2.6 on FanDuel, put Castro yep. in that same mix. Uh, you've got Torres on FanDuel at 2.6, Urshela at 2.7, Frazier at 2.3. A lot of value at the bottom of that Yankees order, which is why I keep going back to them. It allows you to get to the big boys in it. Uh, Alec Bohm. Uh, 2.8 over yeah. on FanDuel. He's also 3.9 on uh, DK. Flores, here's your price discrepancy of the day. 4.2 on DK, but just 2.2 on FanDuel. So FanDuel is not really accounting for how good he is tonight against left-handed pitching. So I would absolutely look at Flores, look at Ruff while you're doing that, and look at Solak and some other guys in that uh, Rangers lineup who might be a little cheaper as well. And on uh, DK, Chisholm is 3.9. Moniak, if he's in the lineup, is 2.0. He's a free square, allows you to do a ton. That's how you get Scherzer. That's how you get uh, DeGrom safely. Orso Luriano is 3.9. And Mitch Hanniger, our boy, is just Mm 3.2. So, Dan, we are still over. We're over the season. Yeah. I am going tonight with JD Martinez calling my shot in Boston. Let's go at home in front of the faithful. I should probably pick Raphael Devers, but I'm going to pick JD <laughs> Martinez instead. That's where I'm going. I want to get on the board this week. Finally, where are you going for your home run call tonight? We need one, man, for sure. Uh, I'm going to go way. with my boy, Nick Castellanos against the lefty Logan Allen. 531 slugging percentage in his career against lefties. They're home. They're in the little small park. Come on, Castellanos. Go for it. I'm going with him. 
They're in the Wii Park. The Wii is small little, little park. park. You can get a pop-up at the Hallmark. Come on. The park that you play the little baseball game <laughs> in. Uh, so uh, any other final thoughts heading into this weekend, Dan Harris? No, no, not really. I think we covered a lot today. I know it's it's we really did. hard when you're getting ready for the weekend. So I'm just excited. I love baseball. Let's do it. Let, let's hope for some good weather and stop with the rainouts. Let's do it. Is your wife going to make you wear the bow tie the rest of the weekend? When I she sees think this look? so. I think so. She was very confused, especially with this entire getup and also why I'm busting out the tux bow tie in the first time. Yeah, in like she eight years. walked by for breakfast this morning and she went, a I don't confused. even want to know. A I don't confused. even want right. to know. I don't even want to know is just basically go. my wife's motto for our man. I don't I don't want to know what you're doing right now. Just 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 go upstairs to your little office and stay out of my hair <laughs> do your bow tie things yeah. all right you guys have a, a great weekend of baseball have fun playing dfs tonight and hunting around the waiver wire for some values and if you're making trades and stuff like that you know we'll be back on monday to recap everything for you and break it all down and help you out with the weekend that was and the week ahead that'll do it for us on leading off but before we go reminding everybody we've got that ronald acuna giveaway thanks to our friends at pristine auction all you have to do is go to fantasypros.com slash mlb contest you go you make a review on apple Podcasts or Castbox. you turn that around screenshot it go fill out that form at fantasypros.com slash mlb contest and just like that bang you are entered to win that ronald acuna jersey and don't forget to get 20% off and free shipping from manscaped.com using the code leading off. Have a great weekend, everybody. That'll do it for Dan Harris and myself. But the story of the game goes on. We'll see you next time, kids. 